It's time to get ready for 2024, which means summer scouting is here. And one of the biggest positions in terms of talent and depth in the 2024, potentially in the 2024 NFL draft class, is quarterback. We're going to look at them in a variety of ways, a lot of names. Who you should know, we'll discuss all of that next on the Locked On NFL Draft Podcast. You are Locked On NFL Draft, your daily podcast covering the NFL Draft. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. What's up, Locked On family? Welcome back to the Locked On NFL Draft Podcast, your daily podcast covering your favorite draft prospects. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. I'm your boy, Damian Parson, always on the ones and twos. You can find me on Twitter at DP underscore NFL. I'm a national scout with the Draft Network and your favorite and local running back guru. And of course, I can't talk about anything championship related without the champ himself, Mr. LSU, Keith Sanchez. You can find him on Twitter at The Talent Code. Keith, talk to him, baby. What's up, Locked On family? Let's get locked in. This is Keith Sanchez, senior draft analyst with the Draft Network. And man, 2019 national champ, yes, with the LSU Fighting Tigers, man, those Bayou Bengals. And DP, man, you said it on the intro, right? We're jumping into 2024, and like a wise poet once said, man, his name is Sean Carter, some know him as Jay-Z, some know him as Hove. He said, man, let me introduce myself, man, but we're not introducing ourselves, right? We're introducing the Locked On family to this 2024 quarterback class, man, because like you said, it's talented. Um, there's a lot of players. It's, it's a deep class, right? And so we're going to go through this thing, man. We're going to introduce the quarterbacks' names, have some surface-level discussions uh, because we're just getting into summer scouting, but we thought it was important to share some of these names that we came across already. So we're going to break this down, man, into three different levels, right? We're going to go premier names, right? QB1, the guys that can take home uh, the title of QB1 in next year's draft. Then we're going to go challenges, right? Guys that We've seen had a lot of production in college thus far, but they're not necessarily on that level yet of challenging for QB1, but they may be they may have the opportunity getting a little bit better this year. Then we're gonna go with those sleeper picks. Yeah, the guy that nobody's talking about, but they may have transferred, right? The transfer portal's open. Somebody may have jumped in a transfer portal, put themselves in a better situation to have an explosive season, and maybe they have a distant shot at being QB1, right? So DP. Let's kick this thing over the premier names, man. We have Caleb Williams. We have Drake May. Let's talk about them. Yeah, I mean, Keith, guys, who's QB1? Who is QB1 in the 2024 NFL draft? I know we're months and months away, but getting into the tape in, in, in this summer, this week, the next couple of weeks, uh, Keith, guys, the, the first name that everybody talks about is Caleb Williams. Uh, that, that he is QB1. He has the 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 flash. The splash plays, you already got like Sean Payton when he was, was it Fox? He was like, yeah, if I'm, you know, I would tank for this kid. He's generational, right? I absolutely hate that. I hate that that title. I hate that label for prospects because it, it's it's not fair to the kids, but it's also how many times we have a generational prospect? Oh, every year? Okay, cool. Uh, so, you know what I mean? I, I, can't, I really don't rock with that label. But then you got a lot of people that compare, compare him to Patrick Mahomes, Keith. You know, 6'1", I think it's what, 215. So he's got the he's got the size. Uh, we we seen him at Oklahoma. 
transferred to USC was you know following Lincoln Riley, which I don't blame him, right? You know, what I mean, leaving Oklahoma to go to the sunny, sunny side of uh, uh California. I don't really you, mind. You, I don't really you mind. You know, I'm not mad at him. You know, I'm not <laughs> mad at him. Baby. And I'm that's your him. home I'm, away from home, right? Yeah, uh, Miami is my home away from home, but facts, LA, facts. I, I, I do like, I do like LA. No, nah, like I said, the QB one, the, the the guy that is going to come into the summer with that, that label right now, Keith, is USC quarterback uh, Caleb Williams. But there's a guy on his heels, though, Keith. Yeah, that's what I'm about to say, DP. I'm not about to let you off that easy, man. Where you just hey, go you know I, I hey, listen, you, you, I'm not about to let you off that easy, man. You sit there talk about Caleb Williams and everything else. No, that's not what you want to talk about. You want to talk about North Carolina quarterback. Drake May. So let, let, let's get into it. I'm not going to let you just talk about Caleb Williams and transition. No, talk about Drake May because that's the guy I think that you're leaning towards if people follow you on Twitter just a little bit. So we we, we want to hear about Drake May a little bit. Talk about QB1. Man, I, I would say this, Keith. The, the, the race for me is closer than it is for everybody else. 6'4", 220. He's athletic. Uh, you know what I mean? But he's got the 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 ball, the ball placement, the accuracy. He's got the arm talent, but the one thing I could take is I've already started watching him. I've, I've made it through like four games already. Um, and one thing that really stood out to me is, is one of my favorite things about him is he's a multi-speed pitcher, Keith. He's not just a fastball strike artist. He has a changeup. He has a slider, man. Like he knows how to take, how to throw with pace and tempo and, and how to pull what we call pull a string, take some air out of the pass and put the ball, especially down the field, right? Like layer it. Uh, you know, with a feathery touch. He knows how to do that as well. And this was a first-year starter last year, Keith, uh, a first-year starter that no one really – because coming in, it was him and I think, I think the kid's name Jacoby Criswell, who I think is now the uh, backup quarterback at Arkansas. So it was between those two, and no one knew who was going to come out of the summer with QB1 for North Carolina, and Matt Brown made the right choice, Keith, because this young man carried that offense all 2022, um, you know, and – Play kind of tape, you know, tapered off towards the end of the season. But even, you know, he turned the, the, the bowl game against Oregon. You know, our guy Brentley Wise, and shout out to my boy Brentley. Uh, you know, he me him text me. He said, Bro, he lit us up because Brentley's an Oregon Duck fan. He said, Bro, Drake May is different. He he, he lit us up, man. So th- this this race, and that's that's my profound statement, guys. The QB1 race is a lot closer than everybody wants to make it, Keith. Okay, I, 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 that's what I wanted to get to, right? Like I said, I didn't want to skate around the subject. I wanted to jump straight <laughs> into it. Man, I haven't, I have yet to get eyes on Drake May, but you know, Caleb Williams is in my region, so I, uh-huh. I got to Caleb Williams, man. And I'm, I knocked down three games. I have another four games to go. I, I want to, you know, really know this guy. So I'm going above and beyond, right, with Caleb Williams. And I, I'll say this, man. It, it, it's fun watching him, right? It's, it's fun. And, and watching him, I wanted to know more about his process because there are a lot of variants, man. There's high variance in his process and how he goes about playing the game. But so, and, and, and DP, I want to ask you in, in regards to Drake May, the, him challenging Caleb Williams, do you feel like the same upside is there? Or is it, or is, is Drake's, because Caleb is a, he's a risk taker, right? He, he gambles. Um, that, that's just how he plays the game. Is Drake me in the conversation because he has the same upside or is just that he's consistent at what he does? I think he does have the same upside or, or on that, that type of level of upside, Keith. I would say this because I watched Caleb, you know, throughout you know, throughout the season, especially watching Jordan Addison from this past draft, from 2023 draft. And the one thing that I continued to say was, like, Drake May was just in terms of discipline and being clean. He was a cleaner prospect. Because like you talked, there's a lot of high variance in the, the name – that I want to get your your opinion. That I'm going to invoke for Caleb Williams. 
He's just a bigger Kyler Murray than me. Okay, he's I, so, taller Kyler Murray. <laughs> <laughs> no, I, I mean I, I thought of most, which is good because Kyler Murray's a really good quarterback. Yeah, I, I I thought Kyler Murray, I thought Pat Mahomes a little bit, and I thought Russell Wilson. I got I thought those three guys. But if, the one thing with Caleb, what people need him, and this is you know we're just starting this something the summer scouting right. But with Caleb, what I realized was that he he's a lot more explosive runner than when people give him credit for. Like he he has quick twitch explosiveness to him as a runner. I think and like so the Russell Wilson comparison. That's kind of like a mobile quarterback. I, I think Caleb, he, he lands more towards dual threat quarterback, right? Yeah. And, but he's not as strong and sturdy as like a Jalen Hurts. So I don't want him getting like hit all the time. But he, yeah. he'll hit you as Utah, right? He'll hit you for a 50-yard run. And you're like, oh, man, he just shifted the field, you know, just off of a simple RPO action. So I just think, DP, is this whole thing. Um, it's, it's just going to be fun. It's going to be fun. It's going to be exciting. Oh, um, I'm glad you, you know, we just throwing in the name Drake me and we're going to pay attention to that. Like I said, we're just starting summer scouting, but, um, right now, you know, our job is to introduce names to the locked on family, right? The people that listen right. to it, like you say, our every day. So we're going through that process of introducing names and Drake me, like DP said, he feels as though it's going to be a lot closer. I have to get eyes on Drake. Maybe me and DP may agree. We may disagree. But that's what makes this thing exciting, man. But next up, listen, we said we're going through all the names, man. So we're going through some challenges, right? And it may be a bold Knicks thrown out there, right? Some people, our guy, Brentley Wiseman, may say that he's a possible Heisman contender. There may be a Queen Ewers who cut off the mullet. He doesn't have the mullet anymore. But see if he can steal the ball, baby, down there in Texas with Steve Sarkeesian. So coming up next, man, we're going to talk about QB1 challengers, those guys that have a chance to kind of shake up things um, that may not be on their tier one right now, but they have the opportunity to get there. Guys, if you're looking for a delicious snack but don't want all the sugar and calories and you need to give the best-tasting protein bar ever – a try and that's built bar built puffs if you're like me you want to make healthier snack choices but you don't want to compromise on taste i've got just a thing for you guys built bars and built puffs built bars are healthy and they taste amazing uh so so amazing i'm gonna be honest with you you won't really understand or even think that they're good for you so i'm telling you you got to give them a try uh what makes them so good is you know when you talk about what they're covered in it's 100 real dark chocolate you heard me correctly, real dark chocolate, and they come in unbelievable flavors like churro, peanut butter brownie, and you know my favorite, cookies and cream, guys. So listen, I'm telling you now, you can do like me. You can go to your local Walmart and get you a four-bar box, but if you want them more in the bulk form, you can go to Sam's Club. Why they still have the specialty, specialty flavors available? But at the end of the day, if you want our help, you can go to BuiltBar.com and use our promo code LOCKEDON15, and you'll get 15% off your next order. Challengers, guys. We know who the top two names is we just discussed, yep. you know, in terms of QB1. But, Keith, stop talking about some of these. You, you mentioned two names, Quinn Ewers and Bo Nix. Talk to me. Yeah, I want, I want to go Quinn Ewers, man. I, but I like I, – this is, this is going to be a fun QB class, man. Like, if you, if you hear it in my voice, I'm excited. I'm real excited right now. Um, But I, I'm, let's talk about Quinn Ewers, right? We're talking about a former five-star. When he came out, I believe he was the number one quarterback in his class, I believe. Or he at least top two or top three, right? So, supremely talented guy, transferred to Ohio State, tried to beat out C.J. Straw, what was – Probably not the best decision at that point, right? And then wind up transferring <laughs> to Texas. So now he's draft eligible just after this year, and he's went relatively unknown because he was hurt last year. He 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 got hurt. Matter of fact, in the Alabama game, right? He made that hell of a do- 
throw to Xavier Worthy in the end zone. I think Xavier dropped it. Um, and then right after that, he hurt his shoulder. So um, that was pretty much the rest of the season of him. But you're talking about a guy with, that has the arm talent. Another guy listed at 6'1". I think he's another 210-pound quarterback, right, sturdy guy. This guy's more mobile than athlete right like he, he's a mobile guy you wouldn't consider him like a, a true dual threat quarterback but i'm excited because of the weapons that he's going to have around him right we talked about worthy we talked about a Donna mitchell but then also um tight end jatavian sanders for texas right it's going to be somebody else so um quinn Ewers is going to have a bunch of weapons down there with steve sarkeesian as the head coach and then all of these texas weapons that Hey, who knows, right? If he put throws 30, 35 touchdowns, right? And he's able to turn that thing on. And you just look at the parallel with Caleb Williams, right? Caleb Williams was at Oklahoma, right? He had to sit behind Spencer Rattler for a year, but we knew that this was a supremely talented guy. And when he got his finally got his start in a good scheme, he was extremely productive. I can see some of the same things kind of paving its way for Quinn Ewers. And, you know, like I said, man, I'm not a betting man, but, you know, if I had $10 sitting around, I would throw a little money at Quinn Ewers for Heisman, right? It's a great story. He's at Texas. He's going to have the weapons. He has the arm talent. And Steve Sarkeesian as his head coach slash OC. Yeah, Keith, I, I, you know, that that Alabama game, I'm going to say this, man. I, we, we, we give Bryce Young his love for, for carrying him and Jameer Gibbs carrying that team to a victory. If Quinn Ewers plays that whole game, I think they get blown out, Keith. Like blown that's out. the way. It was, yeah, I think they get blown, blown out. That's out. how. That's how good he was playing. That's how good he was playing. That's how that offense didn't look stressed or challenged by Bama's defense at all. He was out there throwing. Dot. He was, you know, uh, what's the phrase? Uh, dotting every I and crossing every T. He was doing all yeah. that prior to the injury, man. And then you know he came back from the injury. He had a good game against Oklahoma. There's a little bit of high variance, even at you know you know the last couple games and stuff like that. So you want to see just consistency from him to stay healthy too. But man, like you look at the weapons he has: Adnan Mitchell, Xavier Worthy, Javion Sanders. Those names you uh, you know that you threw out there. I think it's setting Quinn Ewers up. You know, you said you said in the uh, in the teaser to the segment he cut the mullet. And the mullets, the 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 the, the go to saying about the mullet is, you know, it's uh what uh business in the front, party in the back. He ain't got no more party. He's all business. He's all business now. So I'm looking forward to seeing what Quinn Ewers is going to bring, man. But Bo Nix, uh, you talk about like we talked about with um with Caleb Williams. Bo Nix is more to me more dual threat than just athlete than just mobility. Like he can run the zone read and attack the edges of the defense and really gash you with his legs and also create, you know, in terms of the drop back passing game, if you give him lanes to move and to hit and he can get in the open field, he's going to hurt you, but he's got a good strong arm. Um, You know what I mean? He's a gamer, tough kid. You know, he took a beating in the SEC and he went over there to Oregon where a lot of people didn't, they know what to expect from him. And he balled out, man. You know what I'm he saying? Did. He produced. Um, I, he produced. He balled out. I think his OC left. Um, if I'm not, I think his OC is new, the new head coach over at Arizona State. So it's gonna be interesting to see how the offense looks this year. But he got his starting uh, receiver and Troy. I think it's Troy Franklin. Troy Franklin. Um, yeah. you know, Bucky Irvin and like he's got weapons over there, man. You know, offensive line. I, I'm I'm excited to see what Bo Nick is able to do in the Pac-12, Keith. But a name that I got to invoke, and this is my guy, and I'm going to say this. Ridley's not going to like it. Caleb Williams may have been the top QB in the in, in the Pac-12, but the QB2 last year was Michael Penix Jr., Keith. Like, you talk about a young man over at Washington, ton of weapons, good offensive line, but lefty, 
Like, man, it's just like a, a lefty in basketball, baby. You don't. You, it's hard to defend those guys, man, because it's unorthodox. It's different. He's got arm angles. He throws with he, – he's got a rocket of arm, really strong arm. But he's also a mobile quarterback that can make plays. If anybody that's watched him prior to Washington Keith, he was at Indiana. And I think he knocked off Ohio State. Might have been when Justin Fields was there. I can't remember. I rem- like I just remember the play where he's running – and he makes the diving stretch across the goal line, and Indiana upsets o- Ohio State, if I remember correctly. And but he just was hampered with, in, uh, with with injuries. He had two ACL tears. So you talk about an uphill climb because at the end of the day, the, the medicals was going to be so important for him. People just want to be like, all right, man, can you do it again? Can you go through a full season and stay right. healthy? And if he can, Keith, I truly believe he's one of the names that we could hear. You know, just like this year where it was, okay, yes, Bryce and CJ for 2023, but then you had uh, Anthony Richardson putting his name in the mix for QB1. It was all about preference and everything else. I think Michael Penix could actually put his name at the bottom of that QB1 discussion. People may not crown him as QB1, but I think he's got enough game tools and he's going to put up the numbers and have the success in the Pac-12 where it's going to be a gauntlet for these for these quarterbacks, man. There's a lot of quarterbacks in the Pac-12. Cam Ward, somebody that, you know, that – that I almost forgot about, you know, he's over there as well. So I want people to know, man, guys that you should know, you got to know about Michael Penix Jr., fam. Yeah, I, I mean, I'm going to wrap this up with this part of the segment, right? <clears throat> the challenger segment. And we have to talk about Jordan Travis from Florida yeah. State. He's a guy identified from two years ago. And, you know, I, I, this is what I said about him. I don't know if you remember, I, I was scouting meeting DP. And I was like, listen, the process is not good. But somehow the result is there. Like he's one of the guys where you watch the tape and you see nothing but bad stuff, and then you get to the fourth quarter and you see that Florida State has thirty points, and you're like, I don't get it, right? And you have to go back and watch the tape because so you know you're talking about offensive line issues, wide receivers, running backs. The process is not good, but somehow, some way, he managed to get things done. And this is just a this is a man. He's comfortable in chaos, right? And yeah. I'm, I'm not trying to paint uh, necessarily a QB one type guy. But what I'm trying to paint is in this era of, you know, where we have mobile quarterbacks, quarterbacks that can do multiple things. This is a this is a guy that he he is on that fringe of mobile to dual threat, right? Because he's a good athlete. He consistently makes people miss. Um, arm talent is there. Now, is he the most accurate and most technically refined quarterback? No, but he's a fun player that I I, I look at it from the perspective of you t- you can take him. And hopefully you can mold him. And if you put him in a situation with really good pieces around him, you know, you'd be there. And then we, talk, we talked about it, right? Why are we talking about Jordan Travis? It's because Florida State's supposed to be one of those teams this year, right? Like, they, they, they're in the running. They're supposed to have all these transfers. Jaheen Bell came in. Um, They recruited a lot of guys back. Jared Verse on the defensive side of the football. So they're supposed to be one of those teams that's going to contend for the ACC and potentially a playoff. So he's, he's going to have – the buzz, he's going to have the name, he's going to have the wild plays, so it will be really interesting for Jordan Travis when they come down to stretch, DP. Um, but look, that, that wraps up the challenger segment, right? We're talking about those guys that sit right under there that, you know, can challenge for QB1, but now, DP, this is, I think this is the part we enjoy the most, right? Talking about those sleeper guys, bringing up those names that people are not discussing, and we analyze situations to where they may have, you know, more to offer than what people think. So, coming up next, man, we're going to talk about the sleepers in this quarterback class, early identification, guys that have opportunity to really boom in the situation. Sleepers that you need to know. Family, it's time to wake up, man. You know, it's time to wake up on some of these guys that you need to know. And, Keith, I'm going to tell you something, man. One of the guys that's in my region 
Um, Riley Leonard, the Duke quarterback. I'm surprised and, you were him. But go ahead. Bro, it, when I had some. I had shout out to, to my. You know, I, I got a really strong, faithful following on Twitter, man. And they, they, they brought they brought his name up to me recently, and I was like, okay, who has Duke? Because I couldn't remember. I had to go back to our scouting uh, document. I was like, oh, I got Duke. Okay, so I got a little eyes on on Mr. Leonard. Hey, I'm not gonna lie. Like you, you, you see, you talk about a sleeper, Keith. This is a young man that that has the arm talent, uh, mobility, uh, and, and, and even size. He's six four. Go to about two fifteen, so he's about around the same height and everything, uh, and same size. I would say of a Drake May, which I think this from some of the pictures I've seen, I think Drake May might have gotten a little more muscle mass on him. But Duke Riley, I mean uh, Riley Leonard. One thing that I loved about him, Keith, was that mobility. Like I watched this young man, whether it was the the zone read, the RPO game, the you know his ability to make plays happen with his legs, and like you know what I'm saying he's not the he's not the most agile guy. He's not gonna give you a bunch of you know, fancy moves in open field, but that straight line speed, oh, it's legitimate. Like he can he can pick him up and put him down and really hurt defenses and gash him with his legs. But I like the arm talent too, zip and velocity. Put a lot of put some really good RPMs on 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 passes, Keith. To where he's got really good mechanics. You know, even shoulders. He doesn't tilt and lean. Um, that stresses his shoulders or throw off his accuracy a lot. Uh, I believe he had almost 900 yards rushing. He had over 3,000 yards passing. And I mean. Duke isn't well known in terms of the talent that they have, but I, I'm excited to get into his tape fully and see what other weapons they have. But this, you're talking about guys that you need to know, family. You need to know Duke quarterback Riley Leonard because I promise you the kid got game. Yeah. I, I, okay, I'm going to throw out another name. And this is where we have a couple names that we could throw out because I, I, I can go Jeff Sims, Nebraska, but I'm going to let you yeah. I'm, I'm gonna let you introduce that one. Um, I'm should I go back to it? I might go back to it just a little bit, man. I'm not giving up on the DGU hope. Listen, those who 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 listen to us with the Talent Factor podcast, you knew last year we kind of pounded the table for DJU. We was like, man, he can make this some things happen because this guy and we, you know, this always gets thrown around, but I, when I say this, I mean it. He has the arm talent to make every single throw out there, and you see it when you watch the details of the film. Now, whatever happened at Clemson. You know, don't want to necessarily assign blame one way or another. I'm gonna just say that I don't feel like it's all DJ UFO, right? right? Um, then now he's transferred to Oregon State, right? Now, and I think this is gonna be an offense where it's gonna <clears throat> be more predicated on him making throws in the middle of the field. And I think that's where he likes, right? He likes throwing with anticipation. So him sitting there in the Pac 12, um, being able to dice some things up. Listen, the arm talent is there. The guy can throw the ball 70 yards. So if we just had this conversation about Will Levis, Anthony Richardson, right? We should, with arm talent, we should have the same conversation for the potential of DJU because he has the same level of arm talent. This is a guy that has consistently got it done in high school, college, right? He transferred from Clemson, but we know situation matters with quarterbacks. So he may have the opportunity to be a boom prospect this upcoming year. So make sure y'all tap into DJU because I really think this is a guy that when we circle the name is like, he has the opportunity to be a sleeper prospect, a challenger, somebody that can get the job done. You know, I'm all about the DJU love, man. So I love I'm it. Just, I'm, hanging on, DG. I'm hanging on. Like, I, I, I'm, I'm hanging on there with you, brother. <laughs> I'm hanging on there with you, brother. By, by a thread, but I'm hanging on. You know, I'm, yeah, I'm it's, not, it's, it's only a thread, DP. It's only a thread, man. Because we I'm tried last year, but I'm, man. I got I got about to week six of this year, right? Week six, if it don't happen, I'm out. Forget we did it podcast. <laughs> he was like, "This ne- this discussion never happened." It never um, happened. Nah, I, I'm, I'm with you. 
you got I was gonna I was gonna throw out one other name because it's just so many guys when we're talking about mm-hmm. just you know names to throw out there, right? Because we haven't even got into Jaden Daniels from LSU and what he could True. potentially be. But I, you were talking about big powerful guys, KJ Jefferson. With yes. Arkansas, he's going to be in a heavy run game situation. Um, another big arm, he has the tools, right? I don't, and people are probably early comparison, but oh man, he's built like Anthony Richardson, right? Like because they're, they're just big, sturdy guys. Probably he's probably the same thing, 6'3, 240 pounds, right? Probably very yeah. similar as far as body types. I don't know if he runs a 4'4 four, four and jumps 40 inches. I, I, don't, I don't think so, but yeah, that's that's <laughs> that's rare, right? We're talking about rare, rare territory, but. Man, when you're talking about drafting an athlete and somebody that can do certain things with their legs and then their arm is is, is capable, he has some weapons, right? He has the running back back there. So it's another guy that he may can catch some teams off guard. We thought he would have did it last year, but there's a lot of variance what happened with Arkansas last year. Uh, so maybe this upcoming year he's able to make some noise. I, I like that name, Keith, because not only that, I, I love what Arkansas has done around him. We know he got Raheem Rocket Sanders in the backfield, that, that big, what, 6'2", 230-pound fast physical running back, but they went and got Tyrone Broden. Like I said, guys, I'm, I'm giving you, I'm giving y'all gems here today. They went and got Tyrone Broden for Boylan Green, six foot seven wide receiver, Keith. Um, you know, they, they went to the portal and brought in more receiving help. And I'm going to throw two names, two quarterback names, Keith, and, and, and you give me, you know, your quick reaction to them. A Dak Prescott, Jalen Hurts type of, uh, those are the two names that came to my mind for, for KJ I, Jefferson. No, I, I like it because I thought about Dak Prescott when I thought about him. He, he's more of that type of athlete, but then there's also some arm talent there. And we have to understand too with Dak, there was development there, right? And he and he's probably going to be in a very similar situation because Mississippi, State, you know, everybody forgets that Dak Prescott was at Mississippi State in the SEC. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. And he did it with his legs. People don't remember that, but Dak came in here. With man, I can't remember the running back from Mississippi State either. He was a short guy, like five eight, five nine, was a tank, right? And he came into to LSU to Death Valley, and they they did their thing, right? They put up points and they won the football game. And I think that was Mississippi State first win against LSU in some years, and to win at Death Valley that was big. And but it was the same type of thing: a, a 6'3", 240 pound quarterback that can run that read option get downhill defenders right second third level defenders don't want to tackle him and his arm is good enough to make the throws that are necessary for him to be effective passer yes sir before we close i'm gonna gonna drop two names spencer ratlow over here in south carolina um you know he's in my region this season keith i'm excited to see him he finished the season off over a thousand yards i believe he had 10 touchdowns to only three interceptions uh to close out the season the last three games young man that has all the physical tools keith rocket arm he's mobile uh he can make every throw in the book but it's all about him just being consistent um snap to snap game to game week to week man and i think if he if he can finish if he can play consistent throughout the 2023 college season this is a name that could be potentially work himself in to the back into the first round, uh, top of the second, and be one of the top four to five QBs off the board. And, of course, my guy over, in, uh, in, he's transferred from Georgia Tech to Nebraska. Guys, listen, if you follow me on Twitter, you knew that I called my shot last year with Anthony Richardson. I was hyping him up. I love everything I saw from him. If you paid attention to my Twitter over the last year, Jeff Sims was one of the guys I've talked about too. But Georgia Tech was not a great situation. Going over to Nebraska with, with, uh, with Matt Rule, guys, like and watching that spring game is more pro style reads, more pro style offense, under center, play action, bootlegs, you know, actual NFL concepts and throws. He has Eric Gilbert, 
Um, I, I forget the young, the small slot receiver from uh from from Virginia that transferred over. Like they have some pieces there that they can make potentially make some noise in the Big Ten. So I wanted to make sure I shouted out Spencer Rattler at, at, at South Carolina and Jeff Sims uh, over at Nebraska transferring from Georgia Tech. So I wanted to you know I wanted to give those guys their their, their due diligence because those are some ballers that have all the tools and traits, Keith and, and family that that we all should be aware of heading into the college football season. But as always, guys, we appreciate all the love, man. Like I said, summer scouting the intro to it. We're just getting in and we'll have a whole lot more over the next couple of weeks as we start watching more and more of the tape. So as always, so subscribe and follow for free on YouTube or wherever you listen to podcasts to get the latest episode as soon as it's available. Thank y'all for making Locked On NFL draft your first listen today and every day you know we call you number one your family number two your everydayers so we appreciate it man and uh in terms of twitter you can find keith sanchez at the talent code i'm damian parson dp underscore nfl come and join the conversation again tomorrow on the locked on podcast network 